Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Samantha. And I'm Mia. And this is You You Wrong Complete Me. We're here again. Week five of our podcast. You're not going to get rid of us. (laughs) It's 52 of these. We're doing it. You know, we're off to a great start, (laughs) and we have another excellent movie this week. We watched Down With Love, which was a 1960s parody fun piece brought to you by Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor in, what, 2000 and something? I believe it was 2003. 2003. So a little throwback, kind of like a Mad Men, Pan Am, delightful joint. Yeah, so it was definitely a play on the screwball comedies of mm-hmm. 1950s and 1960s, particularly of Pillow Talk, which is a movie we'll watch later on. We're going to watch it, because I've asked about three times now, because I keep forgetting that I've asked. I was like, should we watch Pillow Talk? Is that And I thing? say, yes, Mia, it's, it's on the list. We've put it on there. It's on the list, folks. So let's, <laughs> first, before we get started, I want to let you know that there are going to be some major spoilers oh in this podcast. This movie doesn't seem like the type of movie that has a major twist, but there was a moment that made me hold onto a wall to, like, get it through my mind what was happening. So don't, if you don't want that spoiled for you, go watch it. We'll wait. It's it's very shocking. So once again, pause, go watch the movie, <laughs> have a nice snack, drink some water. Okay. Thank right. you for doing that for us. Yeah, we appreciate it. And as a reminder, you can always check out movies from your local library. We got to do it. We got to do it. <laughs> Sometimes you can borrow them online. Uh, just yeah. look, librarians are here to help you. If you want us to find you a copy, we will. Just hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. Or in real life. Whatever That's what about. we're here for. <laughs> anyway. So, Down With Love uh, has our two main characters who are Barbara Novak, played by Renee Zellweger, mm-hmm. who is... Uh, spinster librarian comes to the Big Apple with her brand new book she's written called Down With Love, which is all about how love is wrong uh, and leads you down a dark path. And you don't need love. It's okay. Sex is great. Love is not. You basically uh, can replace intimacy with chocolate bars is what she says. (laughs) She does. And uh, then she's got her, her counterpart, Uh, Catcher Block, a weird name for a person, Yes, uh, played by Ewan McGregor, who is a playboy journalist who wants to trick her into falling in love with him so that he can prove her wrong because he doesn't like that she won't take an interview with him. Right. Because he spurned her in the beginning, (sighs) so she spurned him. And then through a series of delightful um, lies and misunderstandings, uh, he goes undercover and yeah, Zip Martin, Major Zip Martin, an astronaut <laughs> with a Southern accent <laughs> yeah. and some delightful looking uh, glasses. Yeah. So with all these ups and downs, we find out is is love worth it? Can you live without love, or should we be down, or should love go down? Right. So let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. There's some questions for you. Our <laughs> first question is: Is it a rom com? Is it a rom com? Once again, because this is a play on the 1960s mm-hmm. sort of screwball comedies. Back to haunt me. <laughs> Mia's the, the ghost, most... The ghost of his girl Friday lingers all around. Mia's most favorite <laughs> genre. At least this time I had a, 
a little bit of context and an inkling that it was about to happen to me. You know? Right. And I, I would say it's a romantic comedy yeah. because the things that Catcher does to try and make Renee fall in love with mm-hmm. him are rooted in comedy. Yeah. And it is romantic. Absolutely. It's just, it's a bit different than yes. our typical rom-com. It's, it's over-heightened, but that's on purpose. Because yes. Because it's, it's not making fun of, it's paying homage to yeah. Yeah. something that was already so bonkers <laughs> that you can it can only get more and more and more. So right. yes, a rom-com. Perfect. Sure. Um, how about that meet cute? So there's like the non-meet cute that happens at first, which is when or they don't meet. When they don't meet <laughs> when she when Barbara Novak comes to town and she's supposed to do an interview with Catcher Block and he keeps sort of ignoring her for dates. So many students. Uh, and then she spurns him, and then he sees her um, months later after her book has blown up at a laundromat, and he goes undercover. In that moment, he's like, I know. I know what to do. I'm going to pretend to be an American astronaut and trick this woman into falling in love with me. And their, their scene in the laundromat is super cute. It is really cute. She is now being spurned by all these men in life because they don't understand because all the women in the world are right. like oh i don't need to be in love forget men i'm gonna, need a, chocolate I'm gonna need a chocolate bar so she's like wait you don't you don't know who i am this is so delightful and surprising and he's so like, he uses that moment he's like <laughs> who me no nah, ma'am i'm just a, i've been an out of space i'm just an astronaut <laughs> who me it's very delightful yeah it's it's super cute even though you know, for the majority of the film, we know that he's lying to her, which, which is, is hard. which is really <laughs> hard like, oh God. and upsetting. But You're it's still, still it's still cute at the same time. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Did it age well? I believe this question doesn't work for this so, one because it's really a period doesn't. piece. It's set yeah. in the 1960s, and it's supposed to be in that time bubble. Yeah, it's not going to age because it's purposefully aged. Yeah, it's like pre-aged. Yeah, it's like pre-aged <laughs> cheddar. It's delicious. Love yum yum. <laughs> the next question oh, is: goodness. Would any of this fly in real life? Solidly, no. So we're gonna spoil you right now for sort of the big the plot big, twist here it comes, folks. of the film. Strap in. Which is basically Barbara Novak has been scamming Catcher Block the entire time. She pulls off a Gone Girl years before Gone Girl. <laughs> In the 1960s, before Gone Girl was even a twinkle in anybody's eye. Yeah. It's wow. Genius. <laughs> so she was Catcher Block's secretary many moons ago. She fell in love with him but knew how he treated women. So she decided to pull off this con where she would write a best-selling book uh, to get his attention. She would spurn him. They would be in this game of cat and mouse. Oh, and eventually she would convince him to fall in love with her. It's just so smart and so Slytherin and conniving, and I just want to do that to someone. Who can I con? I don't want you to do a long con. I want to con. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be a point of contention. Let me con someone. Help me con someone. Okay. Maybe. We're going to take this off we'll the con- con. It's fine. It's anyway. fine. Um, but anyway, so sort of this whole double con happens, and then... You think they're not going to end up together because she realizes this new persona she has is who she wants to be in life. And she can't be with him because she's a new woman now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, he comes back to her after she puts an ad in the paper for her new agency. And uh, 
they basically commit to being together and it's real cute it's it's really cute but she's like i knew all along you would come back to me if i did that and he's like well i knew that if you put the ad in the paper it would be for me yeah and it's all a little the, complicated the layers of cons it's just it's not gonna ha- no one's gonna out con them right it's just too movie magic you know right so probably wouldn't happen in real life but i'll i'll let you know how me as con goes uh, we're gonna work on it it's gonna be great i can't wait <laughs> Um, another question. Did you fall in love while watching this movie? I, was, I fell in love I was, with Barbara Novak, yeah. the ultimate con. I, like, she does this very long, I'm gonna fun fact corner. Oh my god, there, she's folks. so excited. I'm fun fact cornering you right now. Um, so there's a monologue at the end of the movie that reveals this con. Barbara Novak is, you know, the former secretary, blah, blah, blah. So it's, a three-minute-long monologue that Renee Zellweger does in one shot. It's, it's incredible. Like, it's she just lays it all out perfectly and beautifully, and it gave me chills and made me scream, and it was amazing. And it only took her six takes to do, which is just like what? Because Who? she's the greatest How? actress of her times. Well, uh, <laughs> sorry, except for Meryl Streep. I apologize. Meryl's a, a step above. We can't even. Oh my god, it's fine. It's, it's a different. It's a different. <laughs> but anyway. Category. I think after that monologue happened, we did pause the movie, and I was like, I think I'm in love with her. I love her. So. It it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the the outfits in this movie were incredible mm-hmm. and quite great looks. So I think I asked whether I should start dressing like yeah. I lived in the 1960s. I also fell in love. Sarah Paulson is in this movie as um, Barbara Novak's editor. Um, and she, I love Sarah Paulson. I, yeah. the other day, was watching a lot of interviews with her on YouTube. You told me about this. You should just do yourself a favor, listener. Just Google Sarah Paulson on Ellen being scared and delight yourself. So I love Sarah. I love Renee. I'm here for it. I also have to put in uh, how much I love David Hyde Pierce yes. in this movie. So he was Catcher Block's editor, uh, who is a fellow who was not great at being in love. Um, no. He's not suave. He's not suave at all, but he was so cute. He's such a sweet. I, I loved him. He had some great lines, and he yeah. was a much better friend to Catcher Block than Catcher was to him. Catcher didn't deserve him. Catcher so. doesn't deserve anyone. Did we talk about how he came in? Who came in? How Catcher Block came into this movie. We did not. How we did, should. How did Catcher Block <laughs> come into this movie, Mia? There is a moment. A helicopter arrives in New York City, flies in. He just comes down on a ladder. He looks like he's like 14 years old. <laughs> and he's ready to go to his bar mitzvah. <laughs> he's, he's great. You're actually 13 when your bar mitzvah. But I know, but he's <laughs> attending one okay, before sure. he actually goes. Great, great, great. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it's a beautiful moment of just like ridiculousness. We knew it was off to a banana star. <laughs> You're like a young man in a... Was he wearing a white suit? Yes, a white tux. <laughs> a white a white tux descends from the heavens in a helicopter. And oh wow, a wild And it ends with a helicopter yeah. too. So it, you know, mirrors he, he leaves good. with her. I also have to say that usually this is what you say. This movie is also a love letter to the city of New York in Hell the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> Start there, spreading the news. <laughs> there were hot dogs. There were Yankees games. There was Broadway shows. I love that you started with hot dogs on the list of things that are very quintessential New York. Can I tell you, the very first time I went to New York City, the very first thing I did with my best friend was get a New York City hot dog, which is funny because now I'm a vegetarian yeah. and I would never eat <laughs> Interesting. A weird water yeah. hot dog, but they are a quintessential element. Sure. 
But, like, Grand Central Station is in this movie at one point. Yeah, but I remember Argu- the hot dog. <laughs> Arguably more more classic New York, but whatever. You I'll know what? You do it. To each their own, friend. Sure. To each their own. One of us is from the great state of New York and the other okay. is not, so. All right. So, clearly your opinion <laughs> matters more than mine, as it always does. Great. Uh, it only took, Perfect. what, five episodes to get to that? That standing point in our So in our Mia relationship. is from the state of New York. Hell I am from yeah. the state of Massachusetts. I don't I don't take any joy in bashing New York and I try not to. I wish to, you would. But Mia <laughs> loves to trash my love, my pride for <laughs> the beautiful state of Massachusetts, perhaps the greatest state in the union. Oh, no one else would say that but my friend Rachel, so you guys can uh, live I think in your there's a lot of more people together. who would say that. Yeah, Patriots You wouldn't fans. have America without us. I am not a Patriots fan. Yeah. How dare you? But I'm you? saying the people who would say Massachusetts is great, Patriots fans, and they're trash, so you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write a manifesto on why Massachusetts is so superior to New York at another time. You wouldn't have America without Massachusetts. Sure, sure, sure. Podcast 2020, you convinced me that Massachusetts is good. <laughs> Perfect. I just want to let you know, I once, to prove to my friend that Rupert Grint from Harry Potter was so great that I wrote like a hundred reasons about why he was better than Elijah Uh, Wood. Yeah. Though I love Elijah Wood. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Elijah, if you're out there, come on the pod. (laughs) Next question. Are you rethinking your life after watching this film? Yeah, I want to con someone. (laughs) I don't, let me tell you, conning seems hard and a lot of work. And a lot of things can go wrong, mm. and it will not end as well as Down With Love. So what you're saying is you don't believe in me? I <laughs> believe in you, but I just, I don't want you to face the heartache that could potentially okay. come from pulling off right. a long con. I'm sorry. Debbie Ocean, I want to be you. Like, come on. There's so many good cons. I know. Con ladies. There is. I just don't know if we're I know. We're con not ladies. Cut out. It's fine. We're Are podcast you? ladies. <laughs> you're right. We're librarians. We are. Are you rethinking your life now? Um, Do you want to find a, an astronaut to fall in love with? Oh gosh, I mean, he even was, if he's not an astronaut, he was so cute as the astronaut. He was, he was. so bashful and so so stupid. I loved yeah. it. He pretends throughout the time that he is the astronaut that he is not into having well, not not into having sex, but he's like a chaste, good southern boy gentleman that like will not like do that to her. Right. Right. And so there's this one point in the movie where uh Renee n- realizes she has gone too far in and she's going to fall in love with him if she stays any further and she's like I have to go. I can't be with you. Goodbye. And he panics and he gives her this monumental kiss that is so steamy. It is. Ooh, it's a good kiss. And so hot and the kiss ends and they're like okay, we have to we have to leave. And so like she like grabs the chocolate souffle on the table because chocolate is the answer <laughs> and leaves answer. and then <laughs> and then he catcher block takes an entirely full bucket of ice for wine, walks outside onto the balcony and just like pours it over his head and then like leans jauntily leans <laughs> and it was amazing really it was so funny yeah we got another favorite quote what do you got favorite quote we have a i think we have just Samantha writes one everything quote. down i write everything down it's what i do mia provides the comedy i mock you care. mock the movie you with mock love. me <laughs> i with mock love? because i care i don't know okay so we liked there was a moment earlier in the film after 
the book has gone wild all over America and all across the world. And she's on a television talk show. And uh, he's like, so there's a certain type of man that you, you know, want people to watch out for. And she's like, yes. Um, it's a man who changes his, sh- I'm sorry, a man who changes his shirt as often as he changes his woman. And then she looks directly at the camera and goes, catch her block. And he's watching and he feels called out and like turns off the TV and it's really funny. Because he was in the midst of changing the shirt yeah. in that time. And so she knows, she knows exactly who catch her block is. Yeah, she so. does. Um, in general, what's the rom-com vibe? Like how are the outfits? How's the music? How's the, the scene? The, the living spaces of the people. Wow. I mean, it was it was very 60s. Yes. They did a beautiful job of, like, recreating the moment. They mm-hmm. even, like, digitally recreated the New York City skyline for the time period. Mm-hmm. They shot it in specific colors um, to and make it seem like a 1960s So film. that makes the setting perfect, quintessential New York rom-com life. Yeah. The music. Woo! It's got our buddy in He's it. He's back, baby. Michael Bublé. Woo! Get him on the pod. If we I, talk about him enough, maybe he'll gosh. hear. Maybe he'll know. It's like the secret. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the outfits were incredible. In particular, there was a checkered suit that mm-hmm. Catcher Block wore that was delectable. The high-necked Sarah Paulson dress at the end. <sighs> it was so is, beautiful. Oh, like a maxi dress. It's the so hairstyles nice. were great. There was a swingy red fringy dress yeah. that Renee wore That's that was really... fabulous. And then they do a uh, music video at the end. A song and dance number, if <laughs> yeah. you will. The two of them at the end, they do a little song. Right, which they requested, Renee and, and, uh, Ewan. and Ewan, were like, mm-hmm. we both were just in musicals, Moulin Rouge and Chicago. Here's so, a great chance for us to be together. And I found out that the composer and the um, lyricist for the, for the song were actually in the music video. Oh, they were playing piano and like pretending so to be the waiter, fun. which is cool. Like when ABBA shows up in Mamma Mia movies. Oh my gosh, my favorite. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, you know, those outfits. Those outfits. They were great. The music, it was great. The setting, it was beautiful. I want to have bright colored sectional furniture in my house. Mm -hmm. I want, although I was going to say I want to have that crisp white apartment. But I have also said on record that anybody who has a white carpet is a monster. So, ah, I'm really torn on that white carpet now. We should also mention that <sighs> Catcher Block's apartment was sort of made to, like, seduce ladies. Oh, wow. There's all these certain gadgets in there to, you know, turn the couch into a bed and Very to have awesome a bar powers. come out. You know, this whole movie was full of double entendres. So many um, double entendres. So many euphemisms. Triple entendres. Triple entendres, you might there say. There was a really cool, well, cool. Yeah. They did a visual joke when they're on the phone with each other. Yes. That it's a split screen, and they line those split screens up to make it look steamy. Like they're smushing. Yeah. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> they never did. They never do. They got close, though. Um, would you watch this movie again? Absolutely, I would. I'm actually curious to watch it again, because I would like to see if they're are hints at the twist. Yeah, I, I think that would be great to see if because we can figure out whether the long con is happening. So Barbara is originally Nancy, so I want to yeah. watch Nancy carefully to see what yes. she does if she betrays uh, Nance. betrays her genius, which, I mean, the first time we watched, we had no idea. No we idea. flabbergasted. Wow. I do not like that she picked Spencer Librarian as her, as her fake former life that's rude we're not spinsters no we're not librarians are great people 
I mean, we are. I <laughs> not that know, spinsters aren't great people. You know, I don't agree with that. All right, we are on to our next section, which is called talking tropes. Woo! So there's a lot of tropes here. Many, Most... but because it is not making a mockery of. I keep thinking that line, but because it's calling out a, a playful calling out of the 1960s films. It's doing it on purpose. So they've, they've jammed a lot in here. So let's get going. I think this might be the most we've had in any yeah. rom-com we've watched so far. So we start off with a grand gesture. He applies for a job that's beneath him for her. What a what a gesture. With a low <laughs> salary in a women-only workplace. Uh, yeah. He, he's ready to give it give up. Give it all up for love. Which, which is another. another one that he does. So, you know, two and one right there off the bat. A twofer. A twofer. A hufer. All right. <laughs> anyway, we've got grave misunderstandings and a mistaken identity. Right. On both their halves. On both their halves. So he both pretends to be someone else and she pretends to be someone else all for comedy and love and romance. We've got opposites attract. Although they are more similar than I think we give them credit for. Right. I think they, I, I don't know if that one applies because I think yeah. at the end it proves that they are both pretty the yeah. same. Okay. Um, but it is sort Strike of like it from the list. They also sort of do the hate to love trope, though yeah. the entire time she doesn't hate him. Right. She loves him. It's a trick. So really, he he really has the hate to love yeah. element. Mm-hmm. We've got she's perfect. She's and a she is. She's a genius because you know she is a secretary who is able to create a best selling novel in like a couple months. But even before you know that, she's just got it all. She's got it all. Chocolate bars. Chocolate <laughs> you know, bars. A beautiful apartment and, like, quirky best friend. She's just, like, living the good life and everybody loves her. And I think that's very rom-com. Absolutely. Yeah. We also have a montage sequence. Do. Uh, a very funny I loved montage. it. So after her book gets published and it's all over the world, you see different people from different countries buying the book and lining up and mm-hmm. queuing up to get the book. And there's one particular moment where they're clearly in – the Soviet Union or Russia. Um, yeah. I think it was still the Soviet Union. And they're then. buying bread. They're buying bread and trading it off. And they bring the bread, the loaf of bread home and cut into it with a knife. And then it's like the Russian version <laughs> of in, in the loaf of bread, which is very, funny. which was delightful. Um, yeah. Got a reformed bad boy. Yeah. You and McGregor, first. he, he changed. He, he changed. just wanted love in yeah. the end. He didn't want all those, those sexy flight attendants anymore. He wants her and only her. Yeah. It was it was pretty cute, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he was being a tool for most of the film. So, and throughout most of the movie, if I recall correctly, we were like, get out of here. Go home. We're over nobody, you. Nobody wants you here. Can I also make a comment about how during... So at the very beginning, you know, because he's such a playboy, he knows, like, every, like, Broadway show oh my God, bus yes. boy and every... Every person in town who is sort of in a service position, and at the very beginning when he's going to play as the astronaut Major Zip Martin, yeah. he, like, tips the one guy, man. one man at the hotel, like, a dollar bill and says, you know, like, spread the news. I'm Zip Martin now. One dollar bill. And then everybody in New York is like... For the entire like, city. Hey, Major Martin. You're wink, like, wink. What? Who, how, who did you, you know, cover up a murder for that you've got the whole of New York under your thumb. It's amazing. It is great. We also have the quirky BFF trope. Yes. Both of them have quirky BFFs. They do. Who fall in love in oh, the end. I loved it. It was great. It was really great. It was super Sarah cute. Sarah Paulson. 
Come on the pod. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce, you're welcome as well. Everybody's welcome on the pod. Everyone's welcome. Um, and then um, I think we, yeah. We discussed the other ones. Hidden agenda, hate to love, love to hate. Yeah, They've so that it. was about 10 tropes. It's a lot. A lot of tropes. More than we've ever had before. More than we may ever have again. We'll find Ooh. out. <laughs> Perhaps we will have to do a award ceremony at the end of the year oh, with... I want to do paper plate awards. Can we do paper plate awards? paper plate awards. You, for, for a drama kid, you don't know what paper plate awards are? No. This is a fun moment for me to teach you something. So at the end of like, I was never even in drama club, but I had enough drama club friends that I know this. Okay. At the end of the show, the rat party, everybody gets an award that's like decorated and made on a paper plate. That's like something funny or comical. So like, I don't, I don't know, like best snacks on set or whatever and you like everybody gets an award and you like make up that's so cute oh i like that so paper plate awards well i guess we're gonna have to do that we're gonna um (laughs) there was also because i don't know where else we would talk about this Mm -hmm. there's some good chocolate bar comedy in this oh my goodness so uh, she and this is another we should have talked about it when i was just falling all over myself about renee zellweger um she at the end to like overcome her thirstiness for Ewan McGregor, cracks a chocolate bar on the side of her desk so hard to be like, I need this chocolate right now to like get my lust because under he's <laughs> very seductively eating his chocolate bar. Like she just like cracks it and then like takes a bite and it's just like, oh yeah, girl. It was eat it that was chocolate really, bar. It was, it was really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we on. We, so now we are moving on to fun fact corner. We're going to do the fun facts, folks. We've got we some. Love a fact. We've got some tasty ones here for you. <laughs> Don't call them tasty. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let me live, Mia. Yeah. Let me okay. live. I will. So would you want me to start with my slightly irrelevant one? or We have a fan who loves when you go on slightly related Historical tangents. So, so delight him first. If you have listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you will know that uh, sometimes Samantha get... is a huge nerd. All history right, buff. I'm also a nerd. I didn't say I wasn't. All right, I am okay. a history buff. Uh, I have previous experience working in archives, so I had a little history fact I wanted to share with you. So, at the very beginning of the film, uh, Catcher Block, after his you know descent from the helicopter, has mm-hmm. just gotten a really good scoop about uh, the the Nazi scientists um, who have been helping NASA and the United States government. Um, and he's like uncovered them at a party. You know, in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> Woo! And uh, it's actually based on some historical fact. So Operation Paperclip, which you also might know if you've ever watched the Captain America films, was oh. actually a real operation for the United States government after World War II, uh, where they hired both um, German scientists, particularly the ones who built the bombs that um, sort of flooded London, and Russian scientists. Um, they gave them immunity in order to come over to the United States and start working for us. So actually they were very instrumental in helping us get up into space and beat um, and beat the Russians. Uh, and when I was working at an archives back in Massachusetts, bless you Massachusetts, I got to work oh. on the papers of a scientist who worked um, at the Springfield Armory who was helping them to build new defense technology, which you, was pretty cool. You have your own little personal ties. To I have my own little personal ties. 
right as that was revealed in the movie, Samantha like immediately was like, oh, Operation Paperclip. And I was like, oh, look at that. You I know think, stuff and I don't. <laughs> I think I paused and then bored her with the details of it. And now she's getting to hear it for a second time. Yeah, second time. Third time, fifth time. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> all right, all right. I know. Let's keep going. Um, we already talked about that monologue, though. So we don't have to, we can cut that out of this fun fact corner. Um, but we also found out that all the costumes in this movie were custom made for the movie. Yeah, which is pretty outstanding. Um, for the characters, for everyone. We also learned that um, a lot of like the 60s props, which they tried to make um, you know as authentic as possible, were sourced from eBay of all places, oh, wow. which is a pretty A real neat. love letter to the 1960s rom-coms. Yeah. So it's pretty great. That's a beautiful little fun fact corner for yeah. you. Excellent. A quick one. A quick one. So that covers Down With Love. Yeah. A, a romp, a time, a twist. The a great movie. The twistiest of Ugh, twists. Such a good one. I'm happy we watched it. I know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What do we have for them next week, though? Next week, we'll be watching the 1957 classic, Desk Set. Desk Set. Desk Set. Desk Set. Woo! Star- we're not librarians, guys. <laughs> we're excited. We had to watch this one. It's starring Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Actually, I apologize. I should have said Katherine Hepburn's name first. Hell yeah. Because she is a boss. She really, truly is. And this movie is Especially. So this movie holds a near and dear place in our hearts because it's about whether librarians will be relevant in the future. Yes. And the answer is yes. We always. We're not going anywhere. We haven't since the 1950s. I don't care that you have Google in your pocket, friends. I'm going to be better than Google. I believe there is a great <laughs> Neil Gaiman quote where he talks about how Google can give you a hundred answers, but a librarian can give you the right one. Yes, we can. Anyway, so, so we've both seen this movie, mm-hmm. so we'll give you a quick synopsis since there was no sort no of guessing thoughts. for yeah. us. Um, it sets it takes place in New York City at a TV corporation where a bunch of librarians work in their reference department. Catherine Hepburn being the like the department head, and then one day Spencer Tracy Spencer Tracy strolls in with his scarf and his hat. Literally strolls in <laughs> like a strange a tape measure man. in hand. He's an engineer who is here to help install, dun-dun-dun. A computer. Yes, so the giant brain is going to be installed at this television company, and everyone is up in arms because, you know, there's not a lot of communication about this project, and they are real scared they're going to lose their jobs. Um, And so they spend most of the movie trying to prove how valuable they are at their jobs. Yeah, Uh, what we do every day. Yeah. Gotta and prove it to people. For and some so reason. you have to watch the movie to find out whether the librarians um, prevail or not. Yes, but in real life we have. Right. Absolutely. I don't. I don't care what people say. If a small child walked up to a computer and asked them some sort of jumbled weird question, that computer doesn't know anything. And I fix it every day. Yeah, particularly working with <laughs> with children and teenagers, we have seen firsthand that oh, a computer boy, oh, boy. could not solve that question by themselves. No. Where can they find us besides the pod? Besides the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at romcompleteme. No, you just romcompleteme, and you know, like our like our stuff, guys. Yeah, if you we want, work hard on those Twitter, we Instagram work really posts. hard. <laughs> if you want to leave us some comments, if you want to subscribe either on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts, yes, go for it. Live your dreams. We're living ours. Yeah, we really are. Anywho. 
And that's about it. Although, did this movie rom-complete you? I almost yeah. forgot. Yeah, it did. How about you, Mia? Did it rom-complete you? Yes. Yeah, it was delightful. It was, a cute one. it was a good one. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of You, you Rom-complete, Rom-complete Me. And we hope that you'll tune in next week. Bye. Bye.